was thinking about how the scripture often exhorts us to give thanks. Uh, thinking about that portion from uh, Colossians chapter 4, where we are commanded to continue in prayer with thanksgiving, and we're to watch in the same with thanksgiving. Remember years ago, 20-something years ago, as a wedding gift being given by a friend, a honeydew list. Uh, honeydew is a melon most of the time, but on top of this was not a melon. It was, here are like lots of things for the honey to do. And I remember that list would often get filled up. Perhaps you have a list like that in your house, maybe for grocery shopping or things that need to be done around the house. And traveled several times to the store. And, and usually it's with one thing because I'm, a, I'm okay at doing one task at a time, but I'm not good at multitasking. When, one of the problems with the cell phone, uh, with the invention of the cell phone and getting a cell phone, is having the dear wife text and say, oh, by the way, could you do this? And could you do this? And could you do this? And could you do this? Or just stop by the post office or just go to the grocery store or just do this. Just, and I even sometimes hear myself and I think sometimes I hear on prayer meetings that I'm a part of, whether it's here or with my church, uh, that word just, and usually it's not just one thing we're asking for. It's Lord, just do this, just do this, just do this. Well, I think something that we could do that would be helpful to get us out of that rut of just do this, Lord, do this, do that, almost commanding him after a while, uh, is, is to be thankful. So I think it's important for us to think about that idea of, yes, we should continue in prayer, but usually when we think of prayer, we usually just think about the asking. What about the praising or the blessing or the adoration or the thankful uh, expressions that ought to be part of our prayer. It says that we're to watch in prayer with thanksgiving. Uh, the scriptures elsewhere give us the same kind of admonition. Uh, for instance, in Ephesians 5, you know these verses well, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, Stephen sent that note out this morning about weakness, and uh, certainly as I was uh, reading that this morning, I thought that was very appropriate for my situation. I am very weak today, and uh, we're thankful for the Lord's uh, enabling strength. In Thessalonians 5, those short uh, statements, rejoice evermore, Pray without ceasing in everything. Give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Uh, I was thinking about a couple of years back at one of our prayer meetings. We, I suggested, I didn't command, I just said, if you feel like doing this, how about we try to, instead of asking for things, which we do all the time, why don't we spend the hour, 45 minutes or so, and just thanking and adoring and praising and uh, without asking for anything. I love spending time with my children. Uh, and I don't re recall many times when they've come begging for things, but I remember the times of just being together and enjoying one another's company. I wonder if our Heavenly Father doesn't enjoy just being with us and we with Him and just adoring Him and thanking Him for who He is, what He has done, what He is doing, and what He will do. Um, to give thanks in everything. I was mindful of uh, a, a hymn that I sang years ago in church, written by a man from Sweden by the name of August 
Ludwig Storm. And we're told that he supposedly suffered from severe back pain for a good portion of his life. And he wrote a, a hymn, a song, that always begins with thanks. It's been translated, thanks to God for my Redeemer. Thanks for all thou dost provide. Thanks for times now but a memory. Thanks for Jesus by my side. Thanks for a pleasant, balmy springtime. Thanks for dark and stormy fall. Thanks for tears by now forgotten. Thanks for peace within my soul. And he goes on and everything is about thanks. I wonder if we would be uh, like that and be able to think about things for which we want to thank the Lord for. Again, who he is. I remember teaching my children how to pray. And that's one of the things that we always try to incorporate in our praying. Think of something for which to thank the Lord. Thank the Lord for his holiness, for his perfection, for his divine perfections. Uh, that That is encouraging, not only for our God to hear, but encouraging for us to hear with the problems that are in our world, in our society, in our towns, in our culture. Let's also remember to pause and thank the Lord for the perhaps the previous times and for the fact that he can bring us to those kinds of times uh, once again for revival. We can thank him for revivals of the past. Maybe we could even, instead of asking for a revival in the future, we could thank him for a revival in our own hearts, in our own circumstances, in our own families, in our own assemblies, our own churches, and obviously for a global. We would want that as well. So let's not just come with our honeydew list before the Lord and ask him to just do this and just do that. Let's, we're, if we're going to ask him for one thing, go ahead and use the word just. But if you have 10 things on your prayer list, don't use the word just <laughs> because the word just applies one thing. And I was always so glad when my wife didn't text me and say, go do this and go do that. Or could you stop by and get this? Because I'm only good at doing one thing. Well, the Lord's, he can multitask. He can hear all of our prayers at the same time. So it's not too much for him. But let's not just ask him, but let's thank him. Let's thank him for who he is.